time to start the show. So, uh, here we go. Hey, uh, hey, Anthony, do you like do you like my new shirt? Sure, man. It's cool. Could have been better. What was that? I said it could have been better. You want to fight about yeah, it? Yeah, I do. Let's go, chump. <laughs> Hold on a second. We don't need to fight. We don't? All you need to do is go to 86.com and choose from one of their many designs. Franchises range from Skullgirls to Street Fighter and even Blaze Blue. And if you check out 86 through this Twitch channel, use 86.com slash question mark AFF equals four to let them know that Mission Star Podcast sent you. Welcome to the show. It is the 18th of February, 2018, and we have we have a podcast tonight. But not just a just not not your normal podcast. We got uh, we got a little special thing going on as I kind of burped in the mic. Anyways, joining us as always is my first mate, Greg Dietz. I found this cool thing with my hand that if I put up my like if I do this with this and then I go this. My ring finger does like a weird thing where it like it twitches when I do this. <laughs> and joining us, and this may be a little weird to see, um, but uh, joining us is Chris, who is a long, long time member of Mission Star Podcast. Welcome back, good sir. Thank you. It's great to be back. <laughs> um, so he'll be joining us for tonight's podcast. If I, if I, if I think about a good portion of it, but he's gonna give our, he's give his thoughts on some of the news items, um, as well as other things that may pertain to the game industry at large. Um, all right. So with that being said, let's go right into the news. So first news topic of the night. Give me one second here as I put up the video. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Aha. Uh-huh. There we go. Okay, I think the first thing we're going to start off with Shaq Fu. Um, Shaq Fu has a release window this spring. Uh, so this is written by Kotaku.com, um, the UK uh, website. Uh, Shaq Fu, a legendary born, gets a physical release this spring, written by uh, Laura Kate Dale. Originally funded via Indiegogo, Shaq Fu, a... Oh, hang on a minute. Oh, never mind, no. Uh, music's playing, sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, originally funded via Indiegogo, Shaq Fu is a legend reborn, finally has a release window alongside some additional information about its release. The game is a beat-em-up uh, where Shaq on- Shaquille O'Neal fights through Hollywood trying to restore his name and it's coming on PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch this spring. You would also be getting a physical release alongside a digital one. Anyone who purchased NBA Bla- uh, Playground on Nintendo Switch prior to June 10th 2017 will receive a copy of Shaq Fu, a Legendary Born, upon release. Spring is not a terribly long window uh, of time from now, so we should uh, have a final release date uh, before too long. 
And I'll put the link in the chat and don't mind the 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 uh, don't mind the yelling in the background. My dad's watching the NBA um, All Star game. Okay. <laughs> uh, getting in it. Yeah, get in. Yeah, get in it. So uh, Shaq Fu is it just out of nowhere? It, it, it's it, it's happening this spring. The sequel nobody asked for. <laughs> so so now the question now becomes like is. So so the question is now becomes like Shaq Fu is gonna be good or is gonna be bad? Like it's it's either gonna be one or the other, or it could be in between. I legit hope it's bad. Like and I'm not talking about like a like a bad bad, I'm talking about like a fun bad. Like Mm -hmm. it's it's not a good game. Everyone knows it's not a good game, but it's fun as hell to play. Right. Right, definitely. Does that sound weird? Like I know it sounds bizarre, but like I just think it would be so so much fun if it just didn't control great, but like, <laughs> but like you know, like if you have friends over and you're all playing the same shitty game, you're all having a good time. Like that's what I want. For what are the odds you think that you'll see some like special guest characters that are like straight from the NBA, like Charles Barkley would be a character in the game. <laughs> That'd be a perfect uh, one. That would be a perfect one. Yeah, like I, mean, I wouldn't it, want. I wouldn't. That would be great. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want any new. New players. Like, I want them all from, like, the 90s. Yeah. Bring back uh, Den- uh, Dennis Rodman, <laughs> Charles Barkley, Chris Webber. Ah, oh, that'd, be, that'd, be, that'd be hilarious. It'd be awesome. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I mean, like, I'm... I'm this is... I'm going to say one of those legendary games, but, like, this is kind of... Like, when it was initially announced, like, it was, like, you know, would this thing, like, people have interest into? And, like, would it be, you know, popular enough to gain enough money for Indiegogo? And it did, apparently. Like, it, it raised enough money for it to continue forward. Um, so, there is definitely interest for it. I'm curious as much as everybody else is, how is it going to turn out? Um, and no... I think it'll do well enough. Yeah. Because I, I, the original is infamous, man. Like, it, oh, yeah. like I, own, I own the SNES. I own the SNES cart. It's the only SNES cart that I own. Because it was like three bucks at Dimple Records, and I was like, well, "Yeah, why not?" But um, it is an infamous game because it is it's so crappy. But here's my question: Do you remember the story? No, I, remind me. What was the story in that game? <laughs> Basically, Shaq went into like an old. He went into Chinatown, uh-huh. and he goes into this like back alley China shop. Like, it lo- and when I say China shop, I'm talking about like the shit you saw in Gremlins. Um. And he talks to the guy behind the counter, and he's, it's the same, like, the aesthetic of the guy is the same as, uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> no, I, I know, I know, I'm fixing that right now. I love when our chat messes with you when you're <laughs> Um, uh, anyway, uh, it, it, like, he just, he has that, like, as classic 80s, uh, mystical China shop guy, mm-hmm. and, uh, or Chinese shop, however you want to put that. And he basically tells Shaq, like, you're the only one that can save us. And behind that curtain, you're going to go to a mystical land where you have to fight people and save the land. And, like, that's the story. <laughs> and and there's all these, like, weird characters he has to come up in contact with. And I don't remember how it ends, but I think he, like, takes over this mystical land by beating the shit out of everybody. I see. I see. Don't mind the cat. As he is crying for attention. Um... Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, well, that's hilarious. Where, where the hell is the cat? Oh, no, he left. Okay, <laughs> screw you, cat. Um, yeah. So, uh, okay. I'm just curious if that's going to be added in, or if like this is a direct sequel where like he has to defend the throne. 
I want to say, you know what? I think that <laughs> I, I, my my money, if I were to bet it on oh, anything, I think it's going to be... I think it'd be crazy enough to be a sequel. I think it might be a sequel to it. It's like an actual... Or... Well, no. Because if they were going to do a sequel, it would have been called Shaq Fu Legend Reborn. It would have been like Shaq Fu 2 something, 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 subtitle. So it probably is going to be a new story. Um, maybe we'll have I, some I, hints. Or a full remake. Or a full remake. That's true. That is very true. It could be a full remake of the, of the original game. Um, I'm just... I'm, I'm kind of wondering how over the top are they going to go uh, in on this game. Like, as you can see in the trailer, like... It's already over the top as it is, which is Shaq's model, uh, <laughs> and the way that the, uh, the ninjas are animated. Uh, so it could be just over the top, just zany fun, uh, which would be great, It'd be awesome. But yeah, uh, we'll find out soon enough when that game comes out this spring. Um, I hope it's, I hope it's like, I mean, I, I hope it's like not sixty bucks and like maybe like forty. Oh, I don't think it'll be full sixty. Yeah, maybe twenty would be great too. It depends on how thirty. I, I'm 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 gonna guess thirty. If the character models and the 3D models are some are what we're seeing in this trailer, it'll absolutely be a thirty dollar fighting game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, give me a second. Maybe maybe forty if they're really pushing their boundaries. That's true. That it was also a fighting game. I mean, it, well, okay, it, well, it is a fighting, a fighting game. <laughs> it was it was a fighting game, but there's a story to it. Like, <laughs> the story was not the best. I mean, like, we're not talking about... Not by a long shot. We're not talking about Injustice here. Or Well, what I what <laughs> I think so funny about its story is that other fighting games were like, you know, you take Street Fighter and it was just a tournament, essentially. Or like, you know, right, like, and they each had their own motives. You take Mortal Kombat, it was a tournament. Um, and most of their fighting games were, were that simplistic. Like, they were just... One dude trying to take on everybody to rise to the top, or some something like that, or avenge somebody. Uh, and <laughs> sorry, chat is killing me right now. With this. I fixed it. I fixed it. Don't worry. For those who are, don't, for, for the podcast listeners at home wondering what the hell is going on, I misspelled clarified twice. So, <laughs> so that's what's going on. I fixed it now. Okay, but uh, but go on. Anyway, <laughs> um. Uh, but in this one, it was like Shaq Fu goes into a mystical land and just takes over. Like he did. There's no. There was no explanation to what Shaq was trying to do. It wasn't like, it, from what I remember, remember the uh, main bad guy wasn't like a tyrannical leader. He just needed to be taken down for some reason. I mean, to be fair, like fighting game stories was never a thing until like Mortal Kombat Nine. <laughs> Like it never was. I know. I know. Oh, chat listeners or podcast listeners, there is hilarious happening Ooh. right now with the spelling of the word "clarified." I know. I got it. I got it. Um, <laughs> but wow. But okay. So, I was, so I was saying, like, yeah, like fighting game stores never a thing until Mortal Kombat Nine, um, and that's when I get really like starting to to look a lot better, and the stories were a bit more in depth than what it was. Um, and since then, like other fighting games have kind of wanted to, I want to say emulate it, but like have a, a bit of a deeper story, um, regarding, you know, their franchises, look at Tekken 7, look at, um, Mortal Kombat 10, you know, Injustice, even Marvel Capcom trying to do their own thing, uh, recently with Infinite and, you know, it, like, it, it definitely, it all, it definitely is something that, you know, for a long time wasn't it you know it didn't matter but you know over the course of time it kind of does it still doesn't matter but like it's i think for a lot of people who are like casually playing it like wants to be entertained in some other way other than you know playing arcade mode 
So. Um. I swear. I, 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 I did. Swear. I did. I did. Uh, who? Did somebody else was spell it in the chat? Yeah. No. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. I don't know how you did that wrong. What happens when you bring Shaq in the mess? Oh, <laughs> uh, Anthony's spelling of the word mis- of, of clarified there, is as bad as the go. original game. There, there you go. There you go. Yes. This all, <laughs> what we learned is Shaq's fault. That's all that happens. <laughs> we talked about Shaq, and I can't spell for shit. Okay. Oh Lord Almighty! Oh man, that was funny. I'm like, I'm glad we got ten. I think we only got ten minutes out of that because of the spelling of clarified. Man, yeah. Okay. We're moving on. <laughs> We're moving on to the next topic. Okay. Okay. We'll move on. I love you, Anthony. <laughs> Holy shit! All right. Oh man. If I say this next day, we're gonna be still be on this topic for a minute. <laughs> oh shit! All right. So moving on to our next topic. Uh, and it's about something I was talking about earlier, which I'm really excited about, actually. Um, so, okay. Um, this was reported, um, off of, uh, wowhead.com. Many Warcraft 3 players invited to an offline event announcement soon, question mark. Uh, based on many international, oh, this is, uh, posted by, uh, a username near Narisa. Uh, based on the many intentional Warcraft 3 players suddenly obtaining US uh, US visas for a secret Blizzard event, fans are speculating that a major Warcraft 3 announcement is coming soon. According to fan site game, uh, Good Game that are you, Russian pro Warcraft 3 players Happy and Hawk were in Siberia for the last couple of days attempting to earn a US visa. Ukrainian Warcraft 3 player uh, Foggy was also spotted in the US uh, consulate in Kiev last week. Uh, according to German form, uh, from a from what a happy, hang on, from what happy has told uh, to game, a good game. There'll be plenty. Uh, there'll be a private event in the U.S. by the end of the month. Uh, the following information came from General Headquarters of Emperor Happy. Uh, a little about the surprise. While I cannot disclose the details, I was allowed to hint at the end of the month there will be a, a certain offline event. Uh, what will be there is still a secret because the event will take place in the U.S. I would need to make a visa. Uh, I cannot reveal big details yet, but I was told announcement soon. Ha- uh, happy, and I'll put the, the link in the. Um, I put the link so in. This, the, is, this is just for Warcraft Three. This isn't. Uh... Well, here's the thing, because it was the last week I talked about like I wish that Blizzard would make a Warcraft Four, and hence this what popped up when I was looking to the past week in stories. This is while well, it says Warcraft Three. My gut instinct is. Why would well here, here I'll put the question to you guys. Why would you have a offline event for Warcraft 3 when do you, are they thinking about doing a complete HD remaster of the game? Or it could be that it's um it could be the fact that maybe they're hinting at Warcraft 4. Like it would just be so, at a left field for them to start promoting Warcraft 3 again out of nowhere. Because they got uh, they got uh you know here's of the storm. The guy StarCraft 2. Like, why Why bring back well, WarCraft 3? Here's my here's my thought, is I think they're bringing in WarCraft 3 players for exactly what you said, an HD master. Now, here's why. Oh, yeah. World of WarCraft is so popular, and it's such a big... It's a juggernaut at this point. Why? My camera is way off-centered for me. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, WarCraft... It, Warcraft, Warcraft, Warcraft. Sorry, World of WarCraft is such a big juggernaut that 
you introducing a new Warcraft game might fail. So introducing, reintroducing Warcraft 3 and basically saying like, relive the story before World of Warcraft and releasing it as a HD master could tell Blizzard whether or not there's an audience for Warcraft 4. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, Experimenting. They could be. Yeah. It could They're be. Testing I, the waters. I think you are right, Greg, on that because like it, the minute I thought it for a second, it's like, oh wait, they did a StarCraft, two, uh, StarCraft HD remaster, uh, where people enjoyed the hell out of. So I'm expecting the same thing again for Warcraft Three, but also this may taste uh, uh, taste test the waters for a Warcraft Four, which I hope. I hope it happens, cause I would love a Warcraft Four, cause Warcraft Three was great. It was a lot of fun. Well, look at, I mean, look at, look, you look from where Blizzard's standing. Like Warcraft, World of Warcraft is still huge. It's still a juggernaut in terms. Oh of yeah, it's still RPGs. huge. Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, it is. Cute. But the <clears throat> the Warcraft movie that takes place before the first Warcraft game failed. It was a massive yeah, flop. Yeah. In the oh, yeah. epic fail, but yes. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Um, so you got to think like Blizzard is kind of they're they're not sure where the audience is on Warcraft as a whole. Uh, they know that they like the MMORPG, but I think they like the MMORPG because of the shit you can do in it now. Like if you hop in it now, you're gonna see people with motorcycles and flying machines and dragons and all sorts of just crazy shit, like. There's been so many updates and ads, and I'm not talking about modded stuff. I'm just talking about stuff that's in the game. It's insanity now. Like, um, I watched uh, Griffin McElroy of Polygon play uh, uh, Peacecraft, which is basically like going through certain parts of the game with a brand new character and not doing any killing, like being a pacifist, and it's fucking hilarious. But when he goes into like a major city for the first time, he was even blown away by how many things were in the game. He was just like, why is there all, what the fuck is this thing? Like, and it was crazy looking. So I think that that's one of the big reasons that World of Warcraft is popular right now, or still popular, whereas a, an RTS might not be, you know? Right. Uh. And, and, and to be fair, RTSs now are not as popular back then. Like, they're actually... In, in place of that is MOBAs. In place of that is like other, other things that they used to be popular or or is an offspring of that, uh, and it's now its entire own thing. So, would a Warcraft Four even work in today's world? You know, it. it I don't know. That's that's a good question. Will it sell? It's well? also like know. it's also hard to do a Warcraft Four because. World of Warcraft takes place right after three. Yes. And where do you put the story of of Warcraft four? Do you put it after the events of World of Warcraft, with that's still continuing, and add in all these new races that didn't exist before World of Warcraft? Mm. So, like, there's a lot of thought process that needs to go into a World of Warcraft, or sorry, a Warcraft four game, and I just don't think that Blizzard is there yet. Um, so I'm 100 percent behind the idea of an HD remaster. Right. Maybe even a console release of the game. Uh, I can see that. I can see that. They've uh, they've released Diablo 3 on console, so um, they could potentially do it. I don't know. I mean, it's a bit harder to do an RTS on consoles, but... Right, right. I uh, I, I forgot when exactly I tried this out, but uh, I tried to play uh, StarCraft on the N in the N64. That was pretty hard. <laughs> How slow that uh, that that arrow was when I was uh, using the joypad on the N64 controller was not the best. Yeah, um, I 
I still like. <laughs> I know that I know that uh, um, Microsoft and uh, I can't remember the companies that company's name that made Halo Wars, but I tried. You know, Halo Wars Two oh, yeah, 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 is yeah. probably the best console RTS ever made. Yeah, and it's still Good. rough. Yeah, it's still rough to play. So, oh. I, I, I think the RTS is only work on PC. I could never understand the. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's a cool idea on console. I can never understand why the attempt of trying to put an RTS on a console. Like, there are so many things that an RTS can do much better on a, uh, on a, on a PC or on a Mac or, or personal computer or whatever, what have you versus what you're kind of constrained with, with a console. And they did some degree made it work. But I, like, I kind of wonder, oh, like, what was the fascination behind that idea? Except for, you know, more money. So, I don't know. Oh, well, I mean, there's always, it's always more money. Uh, I mean, uh, people argue all the time that, you know, like, why did all these remasters come out? And it's like, well, it's easy to remaster a game and re-release it and get more money from it. Like, mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, these studios are entertainment companies and their end goal is to make money. Um, but I think uh, I think Blizzard is a little better than that when it comes to that sort of thing. Like they're going to figure out ways to make money that don't feel like players are getting cheapened or screwed over. Um, I mean, look, I mean, look what happened with loot boxes recently. Everyone bitches about loot boxes, but nobody complains about overwatch. So clearly they're doing something right. Um, uh, that being said, um, and exactly what Josh said, or Jason said, sorry, what Jason just said is what I was going to bring up. Uh, this could also be the perfect opportunity to show the support for, mouse and keyboard support on console and um, I, I mean i would counter i would counter that and say like if you can put that much money into buying an xbox one you could just use that money to buy a pc or a mac that argument can always be made anthony that argument can always be made but at the end of the day i have friends who are both really good with pcs and i have friends who are not and i would like to still play with my friends no matter what and p- playing on console with my friends don't know how to work a PC is just as much fun as playing with people on PC. That is true. That is true. Um, that, that, that accessibility. Yeah, that, that's a good Being point. Able to um, reach out to other people. It's, it's, exactly. You got to be able to do that in order to compete. Good point. Good point. A lot of companies. Good point. You definitely want that accessibility. Um, yeah. It, it, it could also be. It could also be a neat way for microsoft to come out with blizzard and say like hey world of warcraft 3 remaster mouse and keyboard support you can play with your pc friends that would be dope that would be that would be huge that would be huge i can see him doing it too i can see it happening um absolutely <laughs> that'd be huge man that'd be huge oh god that'd be that'd be big <laughs> holy shit I think Guys, just... we're uh, we're all three of us we're um looking to work with blizzard uh we're <laughs> Um, um, Blizzard, if you are, uh, if you're listening, um, th- you're welcome for the idea. Um, you, you send, send, send the check, uh, to us, uh, at, uh, uh, Fairfield, California. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So moving on to our next story at hand. All right. Uh, wait, oops. Give me one second here. Badoom. All right. Now, Square Enix has clarified... Date for Kingdom Hearts three. So this is this was this is a follow up uh, story we did last week. Last week we talked about um, Square Enix uh, showing off the new trailer for Kingdom Hearts three, and people were going nuts because 
uh, Monster Inc. was is part of the uh, the Kingdom Hearts story now, um, and the hype generated behind it. And you know, there was a, a tweet that was posted alongside and saying like, "Kind of, it's coming out uh, this year in I believe it was spring." We said, uh, "Might have been no, might have been summer." Or there was a there was some there was some tweet that was tweeted out. Apparently, that was no that was uh, something that Square Enix kind of got in front of, and this is uh, posted on uh, on uh, on Reddit. Square Enix, we did not announce an E3 release date reveal for Kingdom Hearts 3 despite rep uh, reports floating around. Uh, this is posted by Gaming Slice 95 If you follow the Kingdom Hearts 3 news over the weekend, you probably have heard the allegation that the game's release date will be announced at E3. This was sparked by a single tweet in Japan from a user who appeared to be indicate this release timing. It was picked up and mistaken as an actual report of the official announcement by many, including popular forums, fan sites, and even several press websites that did not verify its authenticity. As is usual happens, or usually happens, uh, this kind of rumors tend to spread virally, and they uh, and they're very difficult to stop. When we checked out on the original tweet. It's apparent to us that the author was not in attendance and he seemed just to be speculating that since the release date was not revealed at D23 Expo, it was probably going to come at E3. In order to get the bomb issue, DualShockers reached out to Square Enix, which confirmed our suspicion. There was no mention of release date timing at the, at the show. So, that has been clarified by Square Enix and by Reddit at large regarding... Um, that Kingdom Hearts 3 still in development and still is. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I had always taken it that the tentative release date was quite that. It was like sometime this year, hopefully maybe don't don't catch your, your chickens before they hatch sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the problem with the internet. Like I'm constantly having issues where people are like, did you see that new Teen Titans live action movie trailer? And I'm like, that doesn't exist. That's not a thing. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's been rumored to be a thing, but people will make fake trailers. And the best way to verify if something is a trailer or not is go to the goddamn website. Go they, to a website that the studio owns. Right. They're still saying 2018 of this year, right? They're saying that this game's coming that's, out. That's that's still the tentative release date, and that's um, tentative. Like it, they could release in 2019. Yeah, I. For, in a store. Like like for like for me like it's. This okay. This is from the guys who what took ten years to make this game, or the, the guy who makes these games for Kingdom Hearts takes a very very long time. Um, and while we do have new footage finally being shown, and now we got some new stuff coming along the way, um, I man, I want to say it's I can't really trust in terms like it was coming out this year until we see a firm date. If we do, it would be at E3 or it could be at the D23 event, which um, I need to look up when that's happening. Um, I think the trailer that we got will be shown either again or a slight variation on it will be shown at E3. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. This, this will absolutely be like, uh, there will be a bigger announcement, a new trailer at D3, or is it D3? What's D, it called? Uh, D23. D23, thank you. Yeah. Because, um, see, that's the thing about Square Enix. They are one of those companies that doesn't really give a shit about E3, but they know... Oh. They know that uh, an announcement or a bigger trailer at D23 will be a bigger thing than showing it at E3. Okay. No that No. Uh, as uh, Valer points out in the chat, no dates yet for D23 for 2018. So we're still on the word for that for now. 
Um, no, there will be in it. There will, yeah, there will, will happen. Be. Unless something yeah. happens and they cancel the events. It's like, that would be surprising. That's true. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, I think that'll be shown at D23. I mean, they'll probably have a release date. Um, they, uh, yeah, I think I'm with you, Greg. I think they'll show just, like, maybe something that alternate or maybe something a little bit new at E3. I don't think they'll show anything new. I think that if they were going to have a release date, it would be D23. Because D23, for those who don't know, is the Disney convention event that happened every year um, in several locations or because they don't stay in the same place once. Um, and, uh, well, correct me if I'm wrong about that, but, um, yeah, like, they do their events, they celebrate Disney-related stuff, including Kingdom Hearts, including Star Wars, including everything else-wise. So, it oh, yeah. would make much more sense to do it there, because that's their own event, and they can make waves doing that. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, I'm... We're definitely gonna see this at A3, like, there's no yeah. doubt about no, it. No, no doubt, no doubt. What, what's your gut instinct? What's your gut instinct, guys? Do you think this game is truly coming out this year? Uh, I don't know. I only believe it if I see it in my hands. <laughs> That's the only thing I'm going to believe. The moment it's in my hands and I'm over at my brother's house playing it with him. That, that's it. Because we're big fans of the, of the series. Uh, He's been yeah, waiting I, for I, Chris, it was really funny last episode. I, I mentioned that we absolutely, or they need to do a thing where the game basically starts off with like an hour explanation to what's happened between two and three. <laughs> that'd be, because that'd be great. How many, how many games have there been between two and three? Too many. <laughs> like, we're, like there's going to be stuff that's not going to make a lot of sense. I know that IGN did a video recently where mm-hmm. a guy had this giant uh, whiteboard with like a bunch of scribblings all over it, trying <laughs> to explain the connections between all the characters and everything. And it was insanity. Um, and I think that I think there's a lot of work to be done on the game. I still feel like it's not even close to being done. Um, I here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. I'm either in the in the in the bank of like March 2019, um, or if they want to rush it, November of 2018. Mm-hmm. But How big just... are they making this game? Is my question. Like I'm I'm thinking like. I mean, obviously, Nomura uh, takes his time making these games, but like, I wonder, like, how big are they are they gonna make it? Like, Kingdom Hearts Two was already pretty big as it is as an RPG. Um, I wonder, like, I'm just wondering, like, how big of scope they're gonna go for? Like, are they aiming for like 60, 100 hour type of game, um, or are they going anything bigger than that? Not to mention, like, you know, obviously the obvious possibility is like, you know, hey. They can include like other Disney properties in the game, like Marvel characters, like Final Fantasy XV characters, and so on and so on. So it would uh, not be hard. It would not be hard to do Mar- uh, Star Wars because the Keyblade could just be a lightsaber. Yes, which they've they kind of did in the last game with uh, Tron. Yeah. Um, so you know. Um, also, more obscure Disney franchises would be great. That'd be cool. That'd be sick. Yeah, I love to see that. I like to see like um, other franchises again. Star Wars is a big name. Marvel will be their cool one to throw in there. Um, I like, yeah, I like to see some other like you know franchises that people have like not known about. And in a way, just like hey, there's just there's a whole world that's just the Disney afternoon. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, man. Like, oh, what if like we had like what... wasn't Gargoyles Disney? I want to say yeah. Is it? Uh, I want to the Disney Network. 
I want to say yes. That'd be sick. I love gargoyle gargoyles on there. That'd be sick. Oh man, oh, they get the same. Awesome. They get the same voice yeah. actors too. Okay. I was right, it's Disney. I want yeah. to double check that. I want yeah. to double check that because I was in, like, I don't remember. Bring in gargoyles. Bring in the, the same voice actors too. That'd be godlike. Oh man, that'd be sick. <laughs> oh man, not to mention you know again Ducktales and other. I think to to kind of bring it back to the to, to the, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to bring it back to what the to the front of the thing since we only got a minute left to talk about it. I, I I don't I don't think our listeners do this. I really really don't. But if there's anybody out there watching, like, do your homework a little bit. If you're excited for something and there's like release dates that people are putting up online, do your homework. Don't believe the hype. Like, just kind of cool it and 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 just go to the website. Go to the main website for the game. Go to go to some Disney Twitter accounts that have a little check mark. Like. Don't believe everything you read and hear on the internet because nine times out of ten, someone is trying to put false information out there. Yeah. Just be skeptical on that shit. Yeah, you know? definitely. I mean, if anything, you mm-hmm. just kind of have to just wait for the people themselves to announce it. And then, you know, that's when you know it's true. That's when you know it's true. So, but then again, there's some things that do happen in that and, and prediction wise that uh, does come up sometimes. And sometimes those people are right. As in the case of this next story, which I was right. Uh, so, moving on to our next story at hand, but Nintendo Labos, and, uh, I'll take some glee into this one, because for once, I was right on this podcast. Right on. Spot on. So, uh, where is my... So, this was reported off of Polygon.com. Nintendo Labby, uh, Labo, Variety Labby. Kit, <laughs> Labby. Variety Kit and Robot Kit detailed in new videos. It appears that... Oh, it's written by... Hang on, I'm going to get the author. Christopher Grant. Uh, it appears that Nintendo has a lot more to share about how cardboard Labo creations work in advance of, of uh, the line's April 20 release. While we've seen and spent time assembling the various the various cardboard toy cons, we have gotten as many details on how those actually interact with the software uh, in-game parts of the Labo package yet. Today, Nintendo released three videos showing off more info on the Labo. The first is an overview of the Labo featuring some footage of the Toy-Con Garage, which lets you make some bespoke creations using the Toy-Con, your own cardboard, and some rudimentary programming. The other two videos contain in a post detail the two retail packages and the Labo, uh, the uh, packages the Labo will come in. So, and I'll put the link for those. A long article, but definitely worth a, worth a check out. Um, so, basically, basically, um, they announced that, uh, and I, as as I predicted last week, that uh, let the uh, the labos for Nintendo um, will also have uh, customizable cardboard, which you can program um, and able to create some other creations outside of what is. Uh, pre-made, which you can, pre- or not pre-made, but like, which is, um, instructions to, to make it, per se. Um, not only that, but they went into detail with some of this other stuff, in terms of, like, um, you can do a lot more, or they went into detail as far as, like, you know, what, how it actually works. They actually showed a video, um, it's not in this one, but it's, in the, it's another one, where the, you had the camera pointed at your hand, or the, uh, the, the Joy-Con, and the Joy-Con actually scanned the hand and put it um, in the land, like for uh, for uh, what was the what was that motorbike game? The Nintendo uh, oh. motocross. 
no motocross, but um, the NES game, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, I'm drawing a blank on that name. Shit. Yeah. It's it, not called shit. Sorry. <laughs> um, right, right. Um, but you know what I'm talking about, right? The, the, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so somebody actually able to scan it and put it in, into Nintendo Labo and be able to go off it using the, the, the motorbike. Uh, or, ch- or able to check it out. It, it's it's bike. Bike. Thank you. <laughs> so Nintendo, so they're they're definitely letting this uh, be more creative than we initially thought, um, which is good because I, I was wondering, like you know, yeah. there has to be a rule. There has to be a way to do that. Yeah, you, when you and I were talking about it, uh, we you know I I was sitting there saying like it, it's just cut, it's just cardboard cutouts. Like you just you pop them out and you build whatever they want you to build. And you were talking about how people could do exciting stuff with that alone. And I was like, yeah, for sure. But I don't think that that's necessarily something you'll see a ton of. But then they showed the garage and I was like, nope, uh, you're going to see a fuck ton of it. Oh, yeah. You're every every day you're going to see somebody doing something new. with it. It's so. going to be nuts. It's going to be crazy. We're going to see some like very creative stuff that like is going to blow piano, people's The way. piano has me. The piano was the thing. You're showing the first trailer, by the way, which just to tell everybody, like, this is a four-minute video that we're talking about that exists now. Yeah. And in the video, they kind of show a little bit of the behind, what, like, the inside of the piano. And so each of those keys literally just rests on a board. So that way, when you hit it, it's just rocking. And the back of the key itself pops up, and it has a little uh, light sensor, or not light sensor, but like a sticker on it, that the IR camera detects immediately, and that's why you get to play a keyboard. Like, the red Joy-Con has the little thing on it that, that sees that shit. Like, that is, that is outstanding. That is unbelievably amazing. And the idea that... That like with that with the rudimentary rudimentary uh, uh, programming, so that you can create your own stuff with the different ways you can play with things like like the keyboard thing, much like how uh, Mario Paint was back in the day with their little thing. Mm-hmm. The, the keyboard thing is gonna be the same way. Yeah, the exact same way. Different like you can you can even I was reading that you can even use the microphone that's on the Switch and uh, put your own sounds in. Yeah, it's so. It's insane. <laughs> so excited for the possibilities with this thing. Like everyone's like, "Oh, you're really gonna buy that?" And I'm like, "You're goddamn right, I'm gonna buy it." <laughs> it's it's really cool, and I, I said this again. Like it is for for young engineers. Like this is perfect. This is like the best thing ever. Like it's absolutely, it's, especially with the garage now, 100. percent Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Just the mm-hmm. imagination never ends with this. You can do pretty much about anything you want if you put your mind to it. Um, yeah, like like they give like and not just engineers, Anthony, but artists. Yes, yeah, yes. that it's cardboard and you can customize that cardboard any way you want. We're gonna see some amazing, fun little creations within what people have like what with what Nintendo releases. So like he, it's super exciting for the future of Labo. So here's a crazy thing, and I'm I'm going through the Polygon web, uh, website on this article. I'm scrolling through the pictures. Like one of the pictures apparently is like you can actually make like a. Uh, a rhythm card like you just you just make a you put in the dots as far as like what notes you want to go off um, and for the piano so whenever you push a, a, a note it'll make a different sound that is that's, yeah that too that is insane um, well, it, all that technology credit 
Oh my god. Well, that, like, I, I have a Switch. I could go grab it and show you what I'm talking about, which makes me so excited, but when I, when you play on the Switch, the, it's, it's, hang on. Hang on. Oh, it's gonna bust out the Switch. It's gonna do a demonstration. It's gonna, it's gonna bust it out. Oh, shit. Because he has to do it. He has to reach out and grab it for us. Right. The Switch. The Switch, man. Mm -hmm. It's insane. All those times. When you have something you want and, you, and you're passionate about it, you have to share. Yeah, definitely. Bottom line. <laughs> For sure. Um, but it, I almost straight up knocked over my entire <laughs> entertainment center. <laughs> so, uh, I had a moment of full-on panic. <laughs> anyway, okay. So this device right here, this tablet-looking thing, is the system itself. All the high-tech graphics, the visuals, everything that makes every game in here look beautiful, like Legend of Zelda... Tiny, tiny tech. This one thing right here has so much technology in it that it might make NASA jealous. Like, I was playing 1-2 Switch with my nephews, and we were playing, we were trying to play the, the tennis game, or uh, table tennis. Mm -hmm. And I kept telling him, you have to treat it like it's an actual paddle, like you're hitting an actual ball. Because he's so used to the Wii, not Wii U, but the Wii, that just doing this... This little motion was enough to hit a paddle. But when you do this and you're holding it in this direction, nothing happens. Because the game's like, okay, you're holding it straight up and jiggling it slightly. It's that HD rumble. It's it, it HD rumble, mm -hmm. the IR camera, mm -hmm. the fact that slight motion and movement and angles change. That literally you can have one on screen and depending on where you're moving it, it look, like it does the exact same thing on screen. Like... The, the possibilities are literally limitless with Labo. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Because of these little tiny pieces of tech that are uh, unbelievably amazing. So here's the thing that, here's the thing that we said in the last time we talked about this, and it's going to happen again, or I'll say it again. Uh, people are going to break these. <laughs> like it, like in, yes. in the hands of a child, in the hands of a child, the destruction is merely only a few seconds away. Um, that's why. That's why uh, they should have uh, replacement cardboard for very cheap on their website to order. Yes, or or they don't, and then they they make you buy those so that you have to, and you got to pay more money into it, and so on. Not to mention, if you think about it, now I'm thinking about it. This could be. It be, it could be. Bigger, or it could be big, but also like as a revenue thing, if they have a, an endless supply of like cardboard of this particular with coating on it, they could they could make a good thing continue to make money off of this. Um, but at the same time, like part of me is saying like, well, they could somebody could find a way to make it work to where they they can like they find the cardboard and they find a way to take that coating out or some way to emulate it. So they could also do that too. But they could. Get a good general, a good uh, stream of revenue coming out of this. <laughs> oh hey, we got live a live uh, video feed from uh, from Greg. <laughs> we can change the speed on these videos. Hold the phone, folks. Hang on. <laughs> it never ends. 
The Switch I is, love this system so much, guys. The Switch is the best thing since sliced bread. It's moving faster. Yay! <laughs> guys, it, honestly, like, I like we're going to go a little over time here because I'm about to gush over the Switch. The Switch is honestly the best console I've ever owned. It It is mobile. It's portable. Um, you can change how you want to play with it. You can change what games you want to play on it on the fly. It, it's like the tech is really high. Like it, every game I played on it looks outstanding. The controllers work amazingly well. Um, you could buy uh, a, a PS4 and a, and a Nintendo, an Xbox One, um, and you won't get as much entertainment as you will out of a Switch. Like straight up, and they're more expensive, and their tech is arguably higher. I fucking love the Switch. Not to mention with the advent of PC. Like, the Switch does something that no console, no PC has done. So, all right, I'm done. All right, love the Switch. Go buy one. It's only $300. It's worth your time and money. Nintendo, if you're listening, um, we can, uh, you can give that check to Greg next week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll work for Nintendo for free if I get all the games. That's nah, true. It's true. You hear that, Nintendo? <laughs> all right, moving on to our next topic at hand. Now, I'm not one to really believe anything out of Valve nowadays. <coughs> um, you know, the since Half Life Three, you know, the, when the uh, the story of uh, the ending, or at least one version of the ending, uh, was uh, pretty much posted online um, from one of the the main uh, writers. Uh, some information was uh, popping up recently with Steam. Um, so this is off of uh, Stream Database uh, at StreamDB. Uh, and this is the uh, the Twitter account that usually keeps track of everything of uh, uh, of Valve. Left 4 Dead's two official page was taken down or removed, and someone has taken it over. 23 hours ago, and uploaded and edited a hand picture from Left 4 Dead 1 trailer. The page had over a million likes before, but now it has it uh, it, it now it is a personal page. Uh, we don't see any anything or any we don't see anything's or okay he mispronounces uh, pointing toward a new the new page of actually being official. It's possible a troll hijacked the URL and pegged Ted Carson's name from previous Left 4 Dead 3 uh, related leaks to come across as believable. To further add some information on our suspicions, the page was an, uh, was a, a, a Gmail address and the profile's gender is set to female. To clarify, we're talking about the Facebook page. Left 4 Dead still Left 4 Dead still exists, and Left 4 Dead 2 has existed uh, for years, as can see uh, as can be seen from the web archive. Um, so I'll post the link in the chat. So here's the thing: I, 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 when it comes to Valve, when it comes to any of their games, like I've, I, I've pretty much, pretty much given up on Left 4 Dead 3. But like, there's been so many like. When it comes for Le- when it comes, uh, I mean Half Life Three. Sorry. When it comes to Left 4 Dead, there has been so many leaks and like art that has been uh, leaked out from Valve in regards to another Left 4 Dead or you know files and whatnot. So out of the possibilities of this could be a thing, I would say this could be a thing, um, and I would lead to say that I would be crazy enough to say that Valve maybe in some capacity. Could potentially, you know, make another Left 4 Dead game. Maybe not the particular same way as it was in previous games, um, 
but some particular game. Valve themselves has recently been in the uh, has been making games not as often, but they have been active. Um, the new Portal game that came out recently is one they created uh, created not too long ago, and before that, um, they announced that they're making a new card uh, card game for Dota 2. So it isn't out of the realm of possibility this may be a thing, but hint hints why hints that. Uh, this may be something not either, but like they're definitely, if you look at what's been going around around Valve, in particular, Left 4 Dead, there is some smoke there. Now, would it be more than that? We'll have to wait and see. I mean, I hope for another Left 4 Dead. Do I think it needs to be three? No, not by a long shot. It could just be a new Left 4 Dead. Um, it could have just a subtitle. I think that Left 4 Dead is a very interesting and fun franchise that... Um, changed how we play zombie games and uh but there's two aspects to this like first and foremost this game came out when zombies were gigantic like that is true that is true that is true they are less so now (laughs) Mm -hmm. like they are just uh hang on i gotta make sure that i can read Mm -hmm. zombie yeah the zombie crazes went down so a lot since then but at the same time this game was very fun to play absolutely Mm -hmm. very enjoyable Definitely. They got me killed, but still, it <laughs> I was, was fun. I was going to say, like, with Left 4 Dead, when that game came out, like, the AI or the, like, um, you know, people from me and people around, people who were playing the game, like, always speculated, like, the AI in this game or, like, just the, whatever they were using to spawn zombies or spawn whatever creatures, like, was, I want to say ahead of its time, but it was just insane how it worked. Because, like, we all, you know, people, like, just theorize, like, it's just Gabe Newell back there watching and just, like, he's pretty much the game master of whatever game you play in Left 4 Dead and, like, really just hold the zombies when you say something bad. Like, it was, like, it was in, the way the game played, the way the game, the, the shoot zombies at you was just, like, unpredictable and you wouldn't know and you, you would pray to God that you would get to the very end of the level before getting hit by, you know, a boomer or by, you know. Well, here's, here's my, here's my big thing. And, uh. I'll have to find the picture and send it to you, Anthony, but I did go as a boomer one night, one year for Halloween. Um, nice. Uh, but uh, here's, here's, the, here's the question. Left 4 Dead was a huge, was a very popular and fun franchise. But do you, re- do you release a new game that's exactly like it? Like, how do you change the formula but still make it fresh? How do you, how do you keep people who are nostalgic for it but, you know, bring in new players? You know, you got to think about all that stuff. I have one. Um, I, I have one idea, but it, I feel like that it's it's too easy to, to, to put it. But um, just make it like PUBG. Oof. PUBG Left 4 Dead. We don't. We, we don't need an H one N one though. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's true. That is true. Yeah. That's true. Um. I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like the way the game plays and everything about the game is fine. I think that. It was, yes, it was released during a time where zombies were very popular. Would it... I still think it would be fine now because we haven't seen a zombie game in a, long, a good long time. Um, and I, I would gar- I would side on the fact that, like, people would give this more of a chance than any other zombie game out there. Um, I, I have an idea. I have an idea on how to change Left 4 Dead but still make it relevant. Mm. Still make it fun. Uh, instead of zombies, aliens. So, um, 
So it's a new Left 4 Dead. It's a new Earth. Okay. It's a completely, but it still has the title Left 4 Dead. Maybe Left 4 Dead uh, Invasion, something to that effect. And uh, um, aliens have, you know, like they they survey humans, and they pick up four of the high quality ones. You are then, as the human, whatever human it may be, it'll be the same four as it is in the regular game. Um, every time you play it, I should say. But uh, they're thrown into a simulated world that is spectated on by other aliens as a game show sort of thing. And um, your goal is to survive, much like the regular Left 4 Dead. But what this does is it allows the developers to make new special zombies or special, sorry, not zombies, but special uh, creatures. Like everything else is just... Like, the regular aliens are basically the regular zombie. They just sprint at you and scream, right? And you right, just have to right. kill. But everything else, like, you wouldn't have the boomer, the tank, the hunter, the spitter, and all that kind of stuff. You would have brand new enemies that would be completely original. And still have very similar gameplay. The thing about that is, like, you're just replacing the zombies with aliens, and what makes sure. and that makes it like different. How <laughs> it's like no, you're, you're, it's, it's it's different aesthetic. It's a different, um, it's a different to fit feeling. The, fit the new timeline here. What's that? Timeline. Something new to fit down. What's going on with the what's going on now? And um, right. and, and culture or pop culture right now. Like, exactly. And the I zombie think that, thing died down, but sci-fi is boosting back up. Exactly. exactly. Hmm. And and you still have this you still have a similar gameplay style that Left 4 Dead has always known to be, which is that, you know, move from, from safe house to safe house, you know, get your ammo up and then try, you know, try to survive. You still have the ability to have a multiplayer game where four people get to play as the special zombies while the other four get to play as the humans and survive. Um but now it's not zombies. Like, I think that that's to me that sounds like it's, it'd be it'd be super fun. Mm. Plus, like I said, it, it it gets away from having the classic character or the the characters that we are that they've already had. Yeah, I would agree with you with that one. Only in the sense of like every Left 4 Dead, well, only two of them, uh, were different or were, were different characters. Um, so that would be fine. Um, if it happened, you know, I'm talking a new cast of characters, you know, different timeline. Um, you know, I, mm, I, part of me, yeah, honestly, also, honestly, also, I was gonna say, like, honestly, I would rather have it be zombies, but aliens could work too, but I, mm, that's just me. That's just me. So, I know, Cat, you know, you want one zombies too? Left for Dead? Yeah, I agree. I cat doesn't know what the fuck it wants. <laughs> All right, guys. It is time. Let me get this set up here. Um, one second here. All right, guys. It is time for your Overwatch minutes. We have big deeds. Okay. Uh, so, um, not a whole lot of news this week when it comes to Overwatch. Uh, the, uh, the Overwatch League will resume this upcoming Wednesday, um, and, uh, I'm excited to start to see Stage 2, uh, on that note, they've, uh, 
had some roster changes. So the Shanghai Dragons, which didn't get a single win this season, in Stage 1, uh, they've picked up um, a flex player, a new support player, a new tank, and a new DPS. Um, as a matter of fact, one of those is uh, female, I'm trying to remember who. Uh, Geguri, who is, uh, her name is uh, Kim Seyong. She's 19 years old. And she mains Zarya, Diva, and Roadhog. So she's their she's their new tank. Um, and that's a big deal. Like her being the first in the Overwatch League is a big deal, regardless of her being drafted onto the worst team. Um, uh, because that was a big that was a big problem people were having with the Overwatch League as a whole was no female players, and so this is definitely the door opening for that. Hmm. Um, Florida Mayhem picked up a new DPS and a new tank. Dallas Phil picked up a new DPS and uh, um, uh, Dallas Fuel is in talks with London Spitfire with trading their DPS Rascal. Rascal. So there's that. Um, Could they trade in the middle of a season? Like, mm, I think they can trade between stages. Oh, that's, in, that's yeah. interesting, huh? Hmm. Um, uh, as for the game itself, nothing new. Uh, the the uh, Year of the Dog is still going. Uh, there was a slight change to the Capture the Flag mode, where um, uh, everybody's, like, remember I said how mobility, if you use a mobility ability after grabbing the flag, it immediately drops. Um, Lucio was the only one that could still wall ride, and his wall ride gave him speed. So he could grab the flag and then start wall riding across the map at like an, an insane rate and capture the flag really quickly. Hmm. Cool. Now, now if he wall rides after picking up the flag, it drops. Oh, okay. All right. It nerf. Uh, it's it's kind of a nerf. It's it's kind of a nerf. But the idea of capture the flag, like originally, was it was just added in and you could pick any hero to play it. So people were figuring out that if like. If you're Winston and you drop your, if you land in the on top of the flag, drop your uh, over or your bubble shield, grab the flag. By the time you grab the flag, your leap is still back. Is, is your leap is back? So then you just leap the hell out. And people had a hard time catching people. Like there was like Sombra could go in, grab the flag, go invisible, and run. Uh, um, or grab the flag and use her uh, teleport or her um, translocator. Like. There were a lot of problems with that sort of thing. So now all of that is still available to the player, but if you use it, you drop the flag. So there's, it's, it makes the whole capture the flag thing so much better. Hmm. Um, cool. Because it's more on skill of capturing it than it is on using a using a, a hero's abilities to capture them. So, um, so that being said, let's move on to the uh, hero changes. So there are some patch notes uh, that are going to be going into the PTR, um, and uh, uh, Doomfist, essentially, his is not really big. His ammo recovery rate has increased from 0.8 seconds to 0.65 seconds, like anyone's really going to notice that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> May has, a, has a, pretty, a pretty big one, if you ask me, but it's her freeze, so the thing that slows down enemies. Um, has been increased from one second to 1.5. So that means that people are going to be frozen for a whole half a second oh, longer. Oh, wow. Okay, that's crazy. Yeah. Holy that's shit. A bit, that is actually quite a hefty change. Wow. Um, and her ammo, alternate fire ammo, mm -hmm. has been reduced from 25 to 20. In terms of seconds being fired or... 
Uh, no, her alternate fire is the uh, spike that comes out of the gun. Right, right. Originally, you could fire 25 of those. Now you can only fire 20. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, Trade it off there. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, I think her freezing thing is much worse, if you ask me, in terms of, like, what is more powerful for her yeah, uh, than, than the spike, but... Because the spike thing is, like, you hit the button and it's like, shoo, and then it fires. Like, there's a solid second before it leaves the fucking chamber. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm. Um, uh, for the EMP for Sombra, uh, no longer blocked by small objects. So people could hide behind uh, poles or posts or things like that and not be affected. <laughs> not anymore. That's, not anymore. That's hilarious. Uh, if you're behind a wall, it'll still, it still won't affect you, but... Um, her hack no longer gains ultimate charge from health pack healing. Oh my god, that's enormous for her. Wait, wait, say that again? Say it again? What? So if she as she hacks a health pack and a teammate picks it up, it'll it'll start to charge her ultimate. Oh. Not anymore. Oh. That's that's big. That's a big change. Damn. Um Damn. cast time reduced. Cast time for okay, this this is a little bit of a bigger one, but her hack is now reduced from 0.8 seconds to 0.65. So you're actually gonna be, be able to hack slightly faster yeah that's awesome uh and it now disables these abilities uh genji's cyber ability so um basically his ultimate uh hanzo's wall climb i don't know how you uh hack somebody's ability to climb a wall but here we are i mean he i mean he wait hanzo's wait he's an archer right like he's human okay then okay yeah that's weird (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of abilities that it disables that don't make any sense in terms of uh, uh, hacking, but her, her whole character model is just like disable people's abilities. That's it. Right, so. right. Uh, but Farrah's hover jet, so she if she like she won't be able to fly at all if she's hacked. Um, yeah. Lucio's healing boost and speed boost are turned off, and his wall right is as in a is inactive. So after he's she's basically hacked. useless then. Like, if she hacks, if she hacks Lucio, he is useless. Wow. <laughs> uh, and uh, Mercy's angelic descent, so she won't be able to glide in. They buffed um, her. They buffed Sombra. All right. I'm done. Yeah, with, buffed the fuck out of I'm, Sombra. I'm done with. I'm down with that. I'm down with um, that. Her machine pistol now has a reduced her spread from like three to two point seven. So like, it's a uh, very slight change on that. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, her opportunist ability, which is enemy health bars are now visible when and when health drops below 100%, formerly 50. So basically, she's going to be borderline a, a support character. Hmm. Uh, and her translocator has increased from 15 seconds to 20 seconds. So yeah, they buffed her, <laughs> baby. Yeah, they buffed her hard. Woohoo! Uh, and there's a there's an update to Mercy's interface. No longer shows enemy health bars unless they have taken damage. So okay, that ma- that makes sense. Sense. But yeah, that those patch notes are fucking insane, dude. Especially for Sombra. Patch notes, you know, as somebody who's coming from the final game community, like that is patch notes are always something that that we just diverge, diverge and just like take apart every every syllable in terms of, like what was changed to what character. So I can I can understand. Well, what's yeah, what's so significant about this one is that Sombra, like, I'm glad they're doing PTR because they're gonna have to adjust some of that stuff because she's like. 
I mean, she, if she goes into a whole team and hacks them, like does her EMP, mm -hmm. that whole team is absolutely boom. Mm -hmm. Especially if they have like the characters that it really does affect. Like, that's insane. It's like, oh my gosh, she's gonna be an, uh, an absolute devastating counter to her. Yeah, yeah. I only say so. that because I'm, 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 I play Sombra in Overwatch because she's fun to play. She's, no, she's awesome, yeah, but yeah. it's just it's just a, it's a crazy crazy update. So. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Sick. But unfortunately, that was all the news for Overwatch this week. Um, I'm excited for not this week, but the next week when uh, we get more. Well, when we do the podcast again, but uh, there'll be more uh, uh, Overwatch League news. So cool, awesome. That has been your Overwatch Minute with Greg Deets. Alrighty then. Okay, so. Uh, so guys, it is that time for the show. Um, and uh, what kind of Greg alluded to a minute ago. Uh, we will not have a new show uh, next weekend. I will be in Fresno for a tournament I will be streaming at. Uh, and helping out with that. So there will be no show next week. Um, the following week should be fine. But uh, before we go um, for the main podcast, Greg, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at ChubRockGeek. You can uh, follow the podcast that I do with Insomniac76 in the chat called All Queued Up. We have a website now that directs right to our WordPress, so that I'm really excited about that. But that is uh, allcuteuppodcast.com. Cool. So go to allcuteuppodcast.com to check out everything involving our podcast. Um, uh, and I think that's it for right now. Anthony, you'll announce all the other stuff. But uh, but yeah, right, right, definitely. Uh, Chris, where can they find you on the internet? Um, well, I'm really not doing anything much on the internet nowadays, but. You can look me up on the Missions Mission Start Podcast website. Cool. Awesome. In the contact section. Definitely, definitely. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Defect of Naruto. You can follow the work that we do at MissionStartPodcast.com. Um, hopefully this is the right one. Yes, it is. All right, cool. So, if you enjoy this podcast, uh, we have it on Tuesdays, the full upload of the entire podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, and uh, we also divide this show up onto parts, which we upload to our YouTube channel, uh, which you can subscribe to with the link below. Um, and if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, check out the podcast as well. <laughs> Either way, you're consuming our content. Um, uh, we have a, uh, another podcast that if you want to check out. It's called The Conover. It is a podcast that we talk about the good, the bad, of everything a convention, you know, what could be done better, what they've done, uh, what have they done perfectly? Uh, it is called the Conover. It's on iTunes, Stitcher as well. It's on the podcast section of our website, and those are usually uploaded whenever we go and cover a convention. Which I think this we have one upcoming one actually. Uh, we have one of our East Coast uh, convention uh, reporters take uh, covering uh, KatsuCon that's happened this past weekend. So expect the podcast very soon. The Rolling Twenties is the podcast that Jeremy Wilson hosts with his crew regarding comic books, movies, entertainment, just a whole board of other nerdy things in one podcast. It is called The Rolling Twenties. They're also on our website in the podcast section. Um, they're also on iTunes, Stitcher, as well as their own Patreon, The Rolling Twenties. Also on Twitter, The Rolling Twenties as well. 
Um, and then transition to me. We do have a movie podcast, which I, which I did update. So uh, our movie podcast is called Down in Front. Uh, you can uh, subscribe to it on iTunes and Stitcher. It's in our podcast section of our website. And uh, I made an update and basically changing the format to what it is uh, before to now. Where basically we're just going to have anybody within the MSP team that wants to do review of said movie. Just it will be that will be it. Like they would, uh, I'll be sent the clip, I'll upload it, and it'll be that person's review, and so on. So, um, and reason being, we, we couldn't keep doing it last year because our schedules didn't meet up at all. So, um, this is probably the best, next best, best, yeah, next best thing to do uh, for now. Um, but yeah, uh, outside of that, um, that's about it regarding the podcast. Um, I was gonna say, uh, be sure to tune in tomorrow night for our Scorpio's Weekly Tournament. Uh, sponsored by Maturino, by the way. And then uh, Wednesday is the uh, chill stream where, you, where I video edit some, some videos. And then Thursday will be our What's on Tap Let's Play series where right now we are playing Super Meat Boy. And that is a game that, uh, yeah, uh, once you see the highlights, once I uh, put those up, uh, you will understand my, uh, my, my, my hatred slash fear of that game right now. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, so with that being said, again, this will be the main portion of the podcast where we ended here. Um, but if you want to stick around for the after hours segment, that's what we're going to be doing. Um, but uh, if you're here just for the main podcast, then uh, that's it for us. So thank you, everybody. We'll see you guys next time.